Tonight, we're going to a dangerous area of an Amazon account so we can understand the relationship between humans and PPC campaigns. Crikey! Take a look at this. We're face to face with a hard-hitting predator. And oh boy, this keyword means business. Its toxic venom can lead to hundreds of clicks without conversion. One bite, and it could leave you paralyzed with high ACAS for weeks. Now, these predators won't be mocking with us. We've got the biggest predator on our side, the Ad Badger. Oi, easy boy. And we're here to help you tame these beasts in the jungles of Amazon PPC. What's going on, Badger Nation? It's Mike and Steven, and you're listening to the PPC Den Podcast, the world's first Amazon advertising podcast, and your source for all the tips, tricks, and optimization strategies you need to grow your Amazon ads. And you can join thousands of listeners and get bonus content at adbadger.com slash podcasts. What's going on, everybody out there in Badger Nation? Steven, I'm wearing the only hat that I own right now, hot off the presses. Yeah, let me get my hat. Ad Badger hat. By law, I had to throw out the other hats that I own in order to rock this awesome Ad Badger hat. You have one yourself. Did you put a Did you put a sticker on your hat to make it look like it was like a 55-55 type hat? No, it came with a hat. Yeah, I'll take it off. Okay. Right Mike, on. we're actually twinning. Black hats, black shirts. Look at that. Twinning. <laughs> uh, I hope everyone out there is having a good one. Uh, I hope that you and your family are hanging in there and staying safe during this time. Um, Stephen, we are knee deep in the summer here in Austin, which means it is over 100 degrees almost every day, like 85% humidity. Do you miss it? Do you miss living in Austin in these hot, hot summers? No, I don't. Don't miss <laughs> there it. There you go. <laughs> I miss the green, though. That's that's one thing that's super nice about Austin. Nice and green. It's very green here. Yes, that is right. So we uh, are doing better at being on LinkedIn. You know, Stephen, I really look forward to ramping up my LinkedIn in the future. There's definitely some talented Amazon marketers on there that I can't wait to engage with more. In fact, we just reached out to one to have her on the show. Uh, so just really stoked to further embed ourselves into this social network that we're not, you know, historically too, too active on. I think I try to post a PPC meme every Friday, but other than that, I have not been active on the, on the platform. Have you? Uh, no, I, I tried being active on it and then I forgot about it. But yeah, I mean, I, I think we're realizing that it's just like an underutilized platform. It's really cool to connect with people all around the world. So yeah, actually, since we started talking about on the, I mean, we just started like a couple weeks ago telling people, inviting people to connect with us, shoot us messages, shoot us questions. We've actually gotten quite a good response, so we're appreciating it. Getting lots of, uh, yeah, lots of messages from people just, you know, connecting with us, asking questions, or just like encouraging us to keep doing what we're doing, which is also awesome. So yeah, we'd love to uh, connect with you guys. Hit us up um, if you have a a uh, topic you want us to talk about, or if you just want to say what's up, bro. Hit us up. We love connecting with you guys. It's yes. kind of cool. Also to see just people's faces, you know, see people's, see the listeners, yes. connect with people, hear more about what you guys are doing. It's good stuff. For sure. You know, some podcasts have like a listeners, uh, like from around the world, like page on their site. I think that'd be really cool for us to do one day. I also think like what you just said, like hit us up on LinkedIn, say what's up, bro. I think that's actually a good way to cut through the LinkedIn spam. Oh, true. As of right now, I apologize if you've reached out to me to connect. Um, 
I have like 300 requests right now. So if you just say, what's up, bro, it'll cut through all of that and I'll know you're a real That's person. a really good idea, yeah, because even then, because I do get lots of just horrible LinkedIn connections that are just sales or mm-hmm. all kinds of spam stuff. And so when I do get requests, I'm like, is this a listener from the past couple of weeks or is it yeah. a spammer? So yeah. So just say, what's up, bro? Yep. Boom. Other cool things too, like uh, we want to do more with our Facebook group over the coming weeks and months. We want to do more with that. We want to launch a LinkedIn group. Uh, so we're going to just sort of ramp things up because I mean, we genuinely like this stuff. And like Steven, you and I talk a lot about this stuff. We talk about it on Slack here. We prep for every episode, like for hours, brainstorming what topic is going to be most present and most important and most impactful to all of our listeners. Um, so we genuinely enjoy this stuff and we're going to want we want to connect even more with people so we were on linkedin and one thing that we saw a lot was and like you noticed this inside your campaigns too that all of a sudden like sponsored display was just popping off and massive gains mat like massive return on ad spend uh fantastic a costs super sales since april and this is this mirrored what you were experiencing too uh, in fact, did you tell me that there was a conversion rate over a hundred percent on one of these campaigns? Yeah, that's pretty much been the case. Lots of people are just, you know, so we talked about sponsor display ads back in 2019. We did another mm-hmm. episode in January of 2020 and yeah, kind of, the, yeah. So in 2019, when we first talked about it, we were saying, man, the click through rates extremely low. The conversion rates are abysmal. We're talking 1% and under conversion rates. We were disappointed. We were disappointed and we thought, you know, maybe not the best. And then all of a sudden, come around April-ish time, like, like, yeah, March, April, all of a sudden we're seeing conversion rates off the charts, literally over 100% conversion rates, sales just jumping to the thousands and thousands of dollars. We have a screen cap that we're going to be throwing up on our blog post that you can check out later on just showing you how the conversion rates and the sales just blew up 1% a costs and uh, this episode is about how that's possible did you say 1% 1% we need to have this in a youtube thumbnail 1% a cost question mark yeah. with just like a shocked face but that is not all there is to the story we found out something amazon made a change that if you don't know this exists and you're looking at your sponsor display, you need to know this. And it's a big one. So, Stephen, we've known about this for a while now. And because we just started seeing like posts about sponsor display, we wanted to make an episode about it. So this is something that we've we've known for a while and we're operating with this information, but we haven't gotten around to making an episode about it. So I want to start by, you know, can you get over 100% conversion rate? Meaning, can you have more conversions than you can have clicks? I mean, if you think about it, like a conversion rate, the way that you calculate it is like the amount of conversions you got, so the amount of orders you got over the amount of clicks. So like if you had one conversion over 100 clicks, that would be a 1% conversion rate. So to get over a 100% conversion rate would mean that you got more conversions than you did clicks unless you change the denominator like the number on the bottom of that fraction uh if you change that then 
if you were to do, uh, you know, add to that denominator, that number on the bottom, then you can do that. And this kind of is how conversion rate works in general, digital marketing space. You know, you have, you can call somebody coming to your site and filling out a lead form for a coupon. You call it, you can call that a conversion that has its own conversion rate. So conversion rate kind of means anytime where people are moving from one step of any funnel to the next. So conversion rate doesn't necessarily mean checkout. Um, on Amazon, of course, it does, but conversion rate is a flexible term. It is not a one size fits all. And it's important to ask, like, how are we defining conversion rate? Amazon has some nuance there, uh, which we're going to dig into today because it's absolutely positively something you need to know if you are running sponsored display ads. Um, so Stephen, walk us through, you know, what you noticed, uh, again, a couple months ago, and we're creating this podcast on it now. Oh, I'm going to say one more thing to the conversion rate topic. So yeah, you have like a funnel, right? And you're moving people through the funnel from the top to the bottom. And as things get narrower and narrower, you have some drop off and then you kind of have like your <clears throat> end sales right at the bottom of the funnel. For us, you know, as a, as ad badger, what we would have is like, we we have a few conversion rate metrics that we track. Um, we have website visitors who just come because they, you know, are searching a topic on Google. They find a blog post, and we want to track how many of those people who find our website convert to subscribing to our newsletter and and yep. signing up for a newsletter. And that's like our lead gen. And then once they're on the newsletter, you know, we we give them content, and then we try to track how many of these people then end up becoming free trialers. And then we move from free trial to paying customers. So we kind of track those conversion rates along the funnel. Essentially, what has happened with sponsored display is it's jumped like that funnel winding down from just like, hey, you were like just how many website visitors to paying users and kind of skipped the middle steps. And so essentially what they are doing is they've changed the orders uh, count from, hey, if they clicked on the ad and then they made an order to including if they viewed the ad or clicked on the ad and they made an order. So they really opened up the funnel of the attribution to if, if they just saw the ad and they, they, you know, well, I should say if the ad served an impression, maybe they didn't mm-hmm. even notice it. You know, maybe the ad was just there, there, and they didn't see it. And, and then they just purchased it. And this, you know, you might think, well, that doesn't matter. It's a good advertisement, but here's the problem that we're seeing is these ads that are performing, you know, phenomenally well. And so when we're talking conversion rates, we're talking orders divided by clicks. That's what we're talking about. So we're seeing more orders than actual clicks. So maybe, you know, your ad got 500 clicks, but you got 1500 orders. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you had like several hundred thousand impressions or whatever. The problem is with a lot of these campaigns that are performing phenomenally well, the ad types of the sponsor display, or I should say the targeting type of the sponsor display ads is that they're targeting purchasing audiences. So I think it might be good to review the purchase or sorry, the targeting types for the sponsor display ads. Mm-hmm. And those those targeting types are, there are three. You can either target audiences and you can also jump back to our sponsor display, our first sponsor display episode. Um, actually, let me look up really quickly what episode that was so I can tell you guys the episode number. Episode 45, uh, Amazon's new sponsor display ads beta is the title of the episode. Uh, that was October 2019. So that's the one you can check out. We go into more detail. But just as a quick summary of that, there are three types of audiences that you can target with sponsor display. 
You can either target audiences that have either viewed your product or similar products, or you can target audiences that have done, that have typed in searches into the search bar that are relevant to your product. So that becomes a, a hashed audience that you can serve these retargeting display ads to, or you can target an audience that has purchased your product in the past. So those are the audiences and there's, a, there's some really confusing things here uh, that, that we were also noticing. That, for example, if you're retargeting audiences based off of purchases or searches, you're not paying per click, you're paying per thousand impressions, so a CPM. If you're retargeting audiences that have viewed the detail pages of your product or similar products, that's a cost per click audience. So they have a CPM audience, the cost per thousand impressions audience, they have a CPC audience, cost per click, and what's even more bizarre about this, Mike, that we were noticing today as we were prepping is that normally for sponsored products, you can choose a dynamic bidding option, whether it's fixed bids, dynamic up and down, dynamic down only. For these audiences, Mike, what do what we end up finding about the dynamic bidding for these scenarios? There's no fixed bidding option. It is down only, dynamic down only, and it's like fixed. You can't change it, uh, which was... I was perturbed. Yeah, so there's down only for the CPM audiences, which again are for retargeting people who've purchased your products before or searched relevant searches. If you're targeting the view audience, which is a cost per click audience, it's dynamic up and down. And you can't change that to down only. Like, so those are set, you can't change them. It's just weird. Uh, they're, they're still in beta, so things will get figured out. But So the, these are the things that we're seeing. Uh, but the reason why the orders seem to be going through the roof on these sponsored display campaigns is that they they updated the attribution window to not just including clicks but also including views and this is actually the definition that amazon has for their display ads so uh when, t when talking about order attribution this is their definition they say orders from advertised products and all products within your brand. So that's interesting. So they're not only attributing the sales of the advertised products, they're saying any other product in your brand. So all order, orders from all advertised products and all products within your brand, whether sold by Amazon or third-party sellers. So that also, so whether you're a vendor central, whether you're seller central, um, whether someone else jumps in and starts selling your product and you, know, you get ASIN hijacked, that still gets attributed. Uh, so that window within 14 days of impressions or clicks on your ad. So the ad gets served within 14 days. If they purchase that product, if they purchase another product, if someone else sells your product, all of those items are being attrib attributed to the orders for this display campaign. So even if you have 10 products and you're, you view one and someone just thinks, let's say someone viewed your product just because they purchased from you in the past, and then they, they decide later on, like in the week or two weeks later, even two weeks later, they think, oh, you know what? I should buy more of this and that and a couple other things from that th from that group. And they go in and, and they buy like three or four items from your brand. Those are all going to be attributed to that one ad. And then uh, the orders definition adds one more thing. It says the exception to this is ad groups using the views audience which only includes sales within 14 days of clicks on your ad. So to break that down one more time, the, the retargeting the audiences who have viewed your product or similar products is different 
from targeting audiences who have purchased your product or searched for items. Why they make a difference, we don't know. One of the differences, go ahead. It's crazy. It's just crazy. So what they do for the view audiences is they only attribute sales if someone clicked on the display ad. If it's a, if you're retargeting audiences who have purchased or searched, they also attribute sales for just impressions. So if there was an impression served and then someone happened to buy, um, then it then it displays. And so, yeah, I mean, so so we run into some problems here. But yeah, I mean, clearly views is, is a different kind of beast within this thing. It's it's a CPC, not a CPM uh, ad spend model. It's dynamic up and down bidding, and you can't change that. And its sales attributions are only including clicks. So chances are, if you're running sponsored display uh, campaign that's targeting a view audiences, pretty much can guarantee you you're not going to be getting great performance on the sponsor display view uh, items, which is which is all we really had to work with for a long time before Amazon started introducing other targeting features. But uh, yeah, Mike, what are your thoughts on that? You know, I was just listening to you for the last, last minute or so, and I'm just thinking like, come on, Amazon. Like this, this isn't, you know, six years ago when nobody advertised on you. Like you're in, you're like trying to compete with Google and Facebook now. And like to do something like this. And what I mean by that is it's one thing to like have different attributions for different targeting methods, like fine, whatever, have that be your thing. Maybe a little bit more uniformity would be good. My biggest uh, like issue with this is, you know, on Google ads and on Facebook ads, you can see in two separate columns, your view through conversions and your click through conversions. Like you see these so clearly and you can make judgments based off that mm-hmm. delineation of the data. Uh, like you can see, oh, wow, you know, this isn't getting that many click through conversions, but it's getting a lot of view through conversions. Maybe that's some kind of brand lift. I'm going to do X with it. I'm going to approach it in a certain way. Or you can say, you know, hey, when you compare this retargeting ad, which is getting this many conversions totally, and then this other one, it's getting this many conversions totally, you can compare and contrast the view through conversions, meaning the people that just got served an impression, and then the people that actually clicked on the ad. And I remember when retargeting first came out, everybody's biggest complaint was that they were just throwing in view through conversions. And everyone's like, this is so dumb. Like, what does a view through conversion even do? People have that concern now, like e-commerce companies, e-commerce marketers, entrepreneurs have that concern now that like, why do I have to bid on this keyword? I already rank for it organically. I'm just paying an Amazon tax. Then to say, we're going to display your results view only and not tell you during the campaign creation process, making you have to dig through to find this out, having to listen to a podcast to find this out that they kind of pulled a sneak on you and this particular campaign, uh, this particular ad type targeting is view through conversions plus click through conversions, which I mean, let's get real, like it's view through conversions. And then this other one is just click through conversions to not make that super clear to people, I think is like, like, that's like what I would expect from a new ad platform years ago. Um, so it's like, 
it kind of bothers me because I always like consider myself like an advocate for the Amazon marketers, an advocate for the brand owners, an advocate for the small business entrepreneurs, like all these people to have this kind of like data. It like makes me kind of angry. Like I'm kind of like annoyed that Amazon would do this and not allow us to see the view through conversions separately from the click through conversions. Um, confusing. Yes, it's confusing that different uh, targeting types have different CPMs or, or not and different data available. I can live with that. You know, PVC is technical. It is complicated. So like I'm okay with the complication of it all. I'm not okay with the fact that like it's not clear. Like I need a column for view through orders and I need a column for click through orders and they need to be clearly labeled and like, come on. Like this is like, yeah. yeah. I know people from Amazon listen to our show. <laughs> so please to this well so here's kind of the the takeaway or the application too of all this is that i mean we've we've got uh one specific client whose target a cost is about 60 percent, and when we launched this campaign it quickly uh just soared to tens of thousands of dollars in sales and had a five percent a cost which is insane but again the conversion rate from you know if we're doing the conversion rate from orders to clicks it's over 100 percent conversion rate they're getting more orders than they are clicks from uh, attributed to this campaign so the clicks are, are easy to to attribute to the campaign the orders i'm not so sure if the campaign's actually driving those sales because the organic sales didn't see that or like the total sales i should say didn't see that massive that big of a boost so it seems like it's just attributing more of the total sales to this ad campaign whether or not that ad campaign actually did anything to grow the sales. So I'm not saying don't run these ad campaigns, like by all means, go for it, it's great. I'm sure a lot of those sales, I mean, a lot of those clicks that are coming through too, because it is it is on Amazon and off Amazon, I'm sure it is driving some retaining value of sales as folks are browsing the web and they see the brand pop up on their on the, their webpage and they click it. So I'm sure it's, it is still driving a lot of those sales, but I guess I'm just saying don't get overly hyped about the performance of this because I don't really think if it's fair to attribute, especially with a, with a repurchasing audience, especially if you have a consumable item that, you know, people are on monthly subscriptions and they're coming back every 30 days to, and you've got, you know, a good loyalty brand base. I mean, that's another thing like the, the Amazon has a new to brand metrics on this. The new to brand metrics for this campaign is like 0%, uh, which makes sense because it's, a purchasing audience that we're retargeting, but it's like a 0% new to brand metric. And there's a really good chance that just, you know, a lot of these sales would have come through anyways. I'm sure it is giving a little bit of a, of a boost that uh, this is doing for the total sales, for the advertised sales. I don't think it's as big as it looks just because, yeah, I mean, it's attributing it to just impressions. And again, people may not have even noticed the ad. You know, they might've just been searching somewhere. The ad was there like on the bottom right hand of the screen they didn't even notice it, but they ended up just buying more of the product because they were intending to anyways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's another thing that you know other platforms have. They have like active view conversions. So this means that you know the platform confirmed that they at least had it in a scrollable view, like they saw it, uh, or at least it like loaded on the page that they're looking at, or like above the fold type thing. Like it, they actually looked at it, or they had the opportunity to look at it, as opposed to you know, if you picture like a news site 
that has ads like all the way at the bottom underneath the comments that you'd never even made your way through, that would be like classified differently. So like, it'd be cool to get that too. You know, I think like the question becomes, you know, you, you sort of hit it like what value should someone put on view through conversions? How do we think about when, like how much value should you place on it? Um, and I think that's an interesting question. Looking at a total lift can be generally helpful. You know, PPC has an incredibly difficult time to like always prove its value. You know, you hear extreme stories of companies that are like turning off their ads for like a day and then trying to see what the actual impact was. And it's like, you know, people's normal revenue goes up and down. Right. Seemingly randomly based off how many people are searching that particular day. Like, yeah. You know, if, if your product gets searched 10,000 times a day, it's not like it's going to be 10,000 every single day. Sometimes it might be 12,000. Sometimes it might be 8,000. Like it, things are just going to move up and down. So it's always incredibly difficult to assess things like this. Um, generally, what people do, they put a very heavy discount on the revenue that comes from view through conversions. Um, so I know this is like additional math, but, you know, one strategy that I've seen people do, you know, for things that are like heavily view through conversions um, they will say, I'm only going to count like 10% of this revenue. Like if I generated a hundred thousand dollars of sales from like view through conversions, that's not going to be what I'm going to base my a cost off of. I'm going to cut that revenue number, you know, down by a ton. Like I'm only going to take 10% of that revenue. That's my real a cost number over here. Um, so that is generally like better than looking at that total revenue, seeing that you have like a 3% a cost thinking you have a 3% a cost. Um, so definitely discount some of that view through conversion revenue a bit. So that's a, that's a recommendation. Something else I wonder, Mike, is, you know, say you have a, you have a sponsor display campaign, you serve an impression, the internet browser, the user that's using it, you know, they're, they're now tagged as having viewed that impression because it showed up for them. And then they go onto Amazon and they search something and they see your sponsored product and they click on your sponsored product and purchase it, where does Amazon order or right. attribute the order to? Do you think, you know, are they gonna pick the display campaign, the sponsored product campaign, or do you think possibly both get the attribution? Mm -hmm. This is really interesting. Amazon's not totally clear with this. I remember when I did a lot of Google ads, if you were to do, if you were to add up all the attribution, you would end up with more revenue than the store actually generated. Like you'd have like assisted revenue and view through revenue, like all this stuff. And you could potentially end up with like four times more revenue than the store actually generated. I don't believe that's the case of what Amazon is doing. Uh, I do believe they're like picking one. It's incredibly difficult to like truly test, uh, but I do believe they're just picking one, whether that's the first thing that they touched or the last thing that they touched. Um, it's actually funny, like Google Analytics has ways for Google, for like sites with Google Analytics installed on it. You can actually choose your attribution. Like, do you only want to include the first thing that the people touched? Or do you want to include the last thing? Do you want to divide up the revenue evenly between both of them? There's some really nuanced things out there that not even Google and Facebook do. But like, even there's like third party analytics tools for like third, like e commerce stores that sell on their own site that you know, the Shopify apps that can do this kind of thing for you. So it's, it's kind of like, like weird that Amazon doesn't have those capabilities right now. Yeah. It's like, 
I have to, I, I weep a little bit that we like don't have all these like toys to play with. Right. Well, that being said, Mike, why don't we hop into what we would like to see Amazon do with their sponsor display campaigns? Yeah, I think for me, I, I, don't, I don't want to repeat myself too much because I kind of uh, mentioned it earlier. I definitely want to see a column for view through conversions and click through conversions. Uh, I think that would be fantastic for people to make decisions on how they want to operate those ad campaigns and optimize those ad campaigns. Uh, and I'd love a little bit more guidance, just like we mentioned a minute ago, on how things are getting attributed. Because as soon as you start throwing in view through conversions, now all of a sudden, like, is it going to go to the first click, the, the, the view, like what happened first, what happened last? It'd be cool to get some guidance around that as well. Yeah. What I would really like to see happen, and about a month ago, we talked about the DSP, which is another, it's, a, it's an Amazon display advertising program. Yeah, I'd love to see sponsored display emulate a lot more of what's available in the DSP. The DSP is essentially like a manual targeting display platform. The sponsored display within Amazon or within like Seller Central, Vendor Central is essentially just like an auto campaign, but with like no options. In fact, you can't even adjust the bids after you, I mean, it's so in beta, but after you, again, view audiences are their own, view audiences are their, are their own thing that those are the only ones that seem to be working, even though they're on a, they're on a CPC thing and dynamic bidding up and down. But, you know, if you were to do a, a purchasing audience, a couple things happen. Number one, once you create the campaign, if you open the campaign, you can't see your ad groups. They're, they don't appear there. That's just how it's been for like a year. We've, we've told Amazon several times, hey, this is broken. After I create the campaign, I can't view my ad groups. When I open the campaign, they're not there. And I can't add ad groups to a campaign. I can't adjust my bids for my CPMs. Like you just, you can't do any of that. So if you don't like something, you have to archive that campaign, start a new campaign, start it with a lower bid or use a new product or something. So yeah, so I'd like to see them first of all, just clean up the bugs. I would also like to see advertising reports on this. We don't have any reports at all. I'd be really curious to see, you know, if they could give us reports on on Amazon ads versus off Amazon ads and give us more power to control that. I'd also love to do negative audiences. So the view audiences right now, like you're, you're targeting people who viewed the product or similar products. I would love to add negative audiences. I would like to negate the audiences who purchased something within the last seven days. Cause if they purchase something in the last seven days, they're probably not going to purchase again just because they viewed a product. I don't want to retarget them even though they already made their purchase. I mean, that's like retargeting one-on-one. Yeah. And that could be very well why a lot of these view campaigns have like really bad conversion rates uh, because number one, it's not attributing the views to the orders. It's only attributing the clicks, but they also usually have worse click-through rates because yeah, like they might've made a purchase and they're not in the market anymore. So I would love to see negative audiences. I'd love to see bugs fixed. I'd love to see just having more control over, you know, picking my, even picking my demographics. That'd be really cool if Amazon brought that. Again, that's something that only the DSP has right now. You can target um, by gender, by lifestyle, by age, all these things to just really refine your your demographic. And uh, also Amazon gives you uh, advertising reports on the DSP. So you can actually see, you know, which webs, not websites, but which like media supply networks, because they've got all these partnerships with all these different networks that are serving ads. And, and so you can actually see a breakdown of all that stuff. And uh, so yeah, I'd love to be able to just get more granular with these campaigns. We are using them for uh, for our accounts. We're we're running display ads. We just have pretty low pretty low bids on them, just that we're not like 
you know, blowing through the budget because we don't have control over it and the attribution is weird. So what percent of the budget would you say generally makes up display off the top of my head? Probably five to 10% of the budget. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was going to say too, but it's driving, it's driving 50% of our sales, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Double down. Uh, and it's unfortunate too, because like normally that's what you would do. Like if something's running away with revenue, like you want to double down on it. And in this case, again, try just you know, my recommendation is to discount that revenue. Um, so it's it's tricky. So when you're looking at that sponsored display, you see the views and clicks section of the sponsored display reporting. You know, just keep that in mind. Maybe give that revenue a little bit of a discount. So that's my that's my my tip and recommendation for people to, to sort of navigate this labyrinth that is sponsored display. So that's it for this week. We hope that was helpful with just understanding how to navigate the inflow of information that is coming from the sponsored display campaigns. Uh, again, connect with us on LinkedIn. Let us know your guys' thoughts. If you disagree with us, let us know. We don't claim to be right on everything that we're talking about. We're learning just like you guys. So uh, let us know if we ever say anything incorrect. Uh, we're learning. We'll see you guys next time in the Badger Den. Thanks so much for listening to the PPC Den podcast. Our goal of every episode is to give you guys actionable information so you can go right to your computer and start optimizing with the new skills you've learned. Be sure to subscribe because we'll be back next Wednesday with more great PPC skills for you. And you can always head over to adbadger.com slash podcast for all of our show notes and bonus content that we've made exclusively for our listeners. If you guys are finding these podcasts to be valuable for you and your business, you can help us continue making them by dropping us a review on Apple Podcasts. All right, Badger, are you ready to go back to camp and rest up for tomorrow? What a good boy.